so yes thank you for doing this this is this has been uh, it's been absolutely it's it's exciting to have someone from my school finally on this podcast and uh, i just wanted to start it off with how's how's the how's the how's the week been how's the full week of 7:30 to 1:30 school been so i mean firstly it's been my pleasure to you know introduce uh, come up on this talk to come up on this podcast and yeah i think the first week of school i mean, uh, academically it's been fine but then you know i'm i'm a science kid i study physics chemistry maths and i really prefer studying you know on site or uh, not online uh, i think uh, this is me personally i get a lot of uh, i get distracted really easily yeah so i think uh, i mean yeah. the school has been good but i would really uh, i miss going actually going to school right and like okay so uh, since you've brought it up i wanted to ask do you think uh, the quality of education has been or would you think you would have like had the same kind of quality of education if you were in school uh, versus if you're online or would do you think the quality remains the same it's just uh the enthusiasm or like the drive is sort of missing cuz i feel like that's personally my take i feel like a drive to study and work hard is kind of missing cuz you don't have that peer interaction but what's your take on that i think uh, i mean learning wise the teachers are really amazing in school i mean it's uh, very similar to what we would actually be doing in school and uh, i'm sure uh, a little uh, like senior teachers uh, i mean it's a little tough on them to uh, adjust with this and uh, you know they ha- we have troubles i have troubles learning from them but otherwise i mean learning has been fine the thing is, the main the main point where uh, i lack is I, i'm getting concentrated during online school i get really distracted and you have like you have your phone next to you you have your laptop with you and yeah i easily get distracted i think that and i think peer interaction personally my class I, I mean, it's been pretty good, and me and my friends talk almost every day. So, sure, there's a big impact, you know, actually meeting physically and then talking online or Teams or Zoom. So, yeah, I think that 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 way, uh, there has been some changes, but yeah, not only the main thing would be, you know, getting concentrated on online school. Right. Yeah, I think uh, one one of the biggest problems I would say is, uh, or one of the funniest things is like. if we once we do go back to school which we obviously all hope to we won't have google to pop open when we need to search for an answer uh but uh, yeah uh, so the so the reason i brought you on to this and why i'm really excited to have you on is you you started a new project called exam material where the m makes up for both exam and material and uh, i just wanted to you know if you if you had this sort of billboard in dubai or sharjah or wherever right what what would that billboard say about like exam material like what is that ba- what is the basis for this project so firstly i want to talk about like why i started this i mean so i've been writing a lot of entrance exams like i have to write ielts sats and a couple of others i have to write school exams as well and then you know uh you know so i'm i've been studying on my own for ielts and the sats uh, so finding uh, resources has been you know it's it's a large, it's a huge task and finding the right resources because there are thousands of websites or thousands of material that you can find online but you don't know which one is actually good and which one will be helpful to you so 
what I did the best, I mean, what any se- uh, junior senior would do, would go ask his seniors, so my seniors, uh, who passed out and who wrote these exams. And, you know, I asked a couple of them. They gave me some websites. Someone else gave me. And, you know, it was a really long and tedious process. So I was just wondering, why can't there be this one website where I can, you know, find everything on it? And it could be actually tried and tested by a lot of people. So I wouldn't have to be worrying about it not being good. And, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I, I was already I was pretty late in starting the organization, but I did so, and yeah, I think I really I would have really liked uh, to have this with me, so that's why I wanted to help out my juniors and my cl- classmates as well, you know, to help them study easily. Right. Yeah, I think this idea is pretty excellent because I think one thing we struggle is just not in terms of like finding material, but if you do want material, the the best way is to like pay for be it books be it services and so are you trying to fight that uh, you know the these kind of corporations that make big bucks you know selling classes to kids you know to prepare for examinations that like actually test your aptitude yes right. yes so actually yeah so the exam material my website that's exammaterial.com uh it's not live yet it's just on trial basis right now but yeah uh so the main thing is it's free it's completely free with the best resources from the best places and uh how so i mean we do have a cost involved right we have to, have to buy the website domain you know hosting the website there's a lot of costs so right now uh, i mean I'm, I'm it's kind of an investment for me but uh, in future i'm looking uh, i'm going to be having a few ads on the website so that will help me cover up the cost and I can expand further, uh, you know, just by having a few ads. But for the user, it'll be completely free. So your main objective isn't like, it's basically this one stop shop for everybody to like get material, prepare for the examination and still do well. So that that's like the main. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, one thing I wanted to get your take on is what how, what, how do you, like, how many exams do you hope to like attack? Like is it just the SATs and the IELTS or do you plan to branch further into several other uh, categories of exam? I do plan to branch further. Uh, so right now uh, I've uploaded only, I mean, it was only me. It was as one individual. Uh, I posted for SAT and IELTS because these were the exams I was writing and I found the best resources. But now I've gathered a team of, right now it's about 15 people, but I'm still looking for People, recruiting people so we're going to have SAT ACT most of the generalized tests for UK I think there's for medicine UCAT uh, we're going to have that we're going to have TOEFL so yeah most of the entrance most of the entrance exams that's required for your university or college and uh, yeah uh, we'll also have CBSC A-level IGCSE so I'm working with a few cam- uh, students from Cambridge and yeah, we're going to, we're, we're, that's a later on process, but right now mainly on college exams. So we'll continue expanding, but right now it's on college exams. Okay. Now, so this is, this is something I wanted to ask. So now, do you think in your mind that what you keep on your website is enough to do relatively well or in the further, do you, or do you think like the further you go along, you know, the, the better it'll get in? then eventually it'll become this only thing that you need i mean yeah right now it's just a, i mean it, it's barely even started it's just like a few articles a few books over here uh for ielts it's enough right yeah. for sat also i think uh there's not no it's not enough but it, it's a good place to get you started for at least 15 to 20 days you know and uh, 
yeah it's not enough but in the future yes definitely it will be all you there's this one is it'll be like this one website where you come to for everything and you know it, what i have what i visualize in the future it would be like this place you know how, how so for uh, for sat for example you have these websites where you can do online quiz i mean it'll be just like you know multiple choice questions and you can do it on the website itself using your account so i look forward to doing that so it'll be like this one place where you can come for anything and everything and it'll, it'll be enough and even though even if you want to you know go out out your way and do more uh, we'll even have links to the websites that we find best and that are completely free or you can do it for very minimal cost we'll uh, post links to those websites as well right so that's like basically okay so something I wanted to ask about this project was if i could uh, so how long did it take to get this idea from say like conceptualizing it to you know execution how long did how, what was that timeline so uh, i did have this idea for pretty long and yeah i wanted to do it but i was i, I mean i'm a really lazy person so yeah and i was just sitting around in the summer vacation uh, for some time and yeah i thought let's just do this i mean i it doesn't i can just start now uh, it might you know end up actually going online maybe in like uh, six months or a year and so i just started working on the website and yeah within a day or two it was online because i was ready with some material and some stuff uh, to get to get started with it so i think uh, the idea took some time but implementing it was like one day two days yeah so it it didn't it didn't take any time to like make it right it's like you had the idea you needed sort of this push and then in a day you could make it yeah yeah okay i think that's the thing uh have you noticed in maybe your because since our friend groups tend are uh, a little different in the school have you noticed a lot of people taking up a lot of different projects like this is something i've definitely noticed like a lot of people maybe it's the lockdown but if people didn't get this time i i don't think we would have so many people doing so many different things in our batch have you perceived oh, that oh well? yeah i think there are a few students you know uh, i mean i've 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 made an organization before as well i've been doing stuff for prior and there are, i think in our batch especially specifically there are a few students who take up initiatives you know they go out try new things start a company start an organization and yeah there are a few people who do who do it normally as well but you know getting sitting at home you know being bored at lockdown they, they now people have tried you know they're trying new things they're posting videos on youtube they're posting uh, they're making new videos they're making editing they're doing sorry they're making edits on photos they're dancing so uh, especially this lockdown t- time sitting at home there there have been a great increase in doing all this right yeah and like especially like with this project i think you you've i mean the thing is for us teenagers uh what drives us is not money usually what drives us is like making our essays for college look good but other than that i think the thing that drives us to do these projects is because like we don't have much going and we really we really have something we're passionate about and like something we really want to do and i don't think people realize since and you've said it it took you a day to formulate this a project even though you had the idea i don't think people realize it's so easy to do so many things now like like just take for example this podcast right like anybody in this in our school anywhere in the world can just start it immediately right if like you you created your uh, initial exam material website through uh, wix i created a website through wix and it takes like barely like half an hour to make it 
and so i think yeah that's i that's what i feel like everybody should just do what they want and like and it's at this point there is no monetary value that you need to put in like you can, you can start a website for free you can start a podcast for free and you can do anything really for free and i think this lockdown has kind of like shown us that it is possible and you don't have to waste your time on your phone 24/7 and you can actually do something that's valuable and i think yeah you serve as a very good example for that And, uh, yeah. I think uh, one another thing like people would you know now they're starting organization they're doing this they're doing that uh, when they start doing this just for you know putting it on the college essay or putting it as an activity list or you know doing it just just for the sake of college I think that's where you know you'll just want to do it quick and get it over with you won't actually put in time and it won't be that uh, resourceful and it won't be that you know the content matters as well so. you know doing it just for the sake of college I, like when i made exam material i had no intention of even like using it uh, to put it on my college uh, for my college application so i was i mean i have a counselor uh, and i was he asked me what do i do for summer and i just told him that i i made this website it's nothing actually and he said the idea is really good and i should really you know work towards improving it even though i do, i put it or i do not put it on my college application this idea is something that you know in future it'll be it could be it can be uh, something really big so i think when people start uh, looking towards just doing something they're passionate about or making some making an uh, invest making sorry uh, how do i say this not only doing it for college that's when the organization will actually be valuable or what the project that they're doing will actually be valuable and interesting yeah uh, i love what he said because thing is there are so many examples that i know of uh, and uh yesterday a friend of mine who will not name a friend of mine called me and he said and like basically we had this project running that just didn't work we weren't interested in it we and uh, yeah we were kind of with the intention of hey i need something on my college application and let's do something and you're right like when your heart is not in it when you're only doing it for like this five six lines that you can put on your essay you're not going to like work towards it and the thing is and so he called me yesterday and he said like hey do you want to just start it again and i think i told him it's like there is absolutely no point in doing this because our hearts not in it we don't care about this we only want to do it because or oh, we want to look good or we want to have something that we can put on and like yeah what you've just said it's like there is no point in doing that and even if you and i i think people should just do what they want because sometimes there's a subject you want you're going to want to study like i i don't exactly i i want to study a subject that's totally different from the things i do and that's fine that's good right like a lot of people get lost in that i need to develop skills that are necessary for what i'm going to do in the future and i don't think that's that's right because we're 17 16 17 year olds right or even 18 and we don't we we're, we're not 100% sure what our life's going to be and i think we just try different things and it's the uh, people get usually blinded by hey college put it there that's it and so yeah i completely agree with what you just said uh, yeah yeah that's that's really that's good that's, that's what i think as well and yeah for example i can i have a f- i have a few examples of myself so i'm i'm going for engineering i'm going for computer science and i still study subjects like history i mean not history i don't like history i study subjects like politics and civics so i really like reading about the law or some article so for example uh, i i do a lot of muns i think you know that so i i you know some people just do it they'll go for one or two muns just to put it on their college application but i really enjoyed you know doing mun i i did start off you know as a competition i just want to win 
I just want to, you know, get it. I didn't, I didn't actually have, uh, I, I wasn't actually interested in it. But after I started going to it, I really got engaged in it because I really liked doing what I did. I, I might have only started because I wanted to do, a, I wanted to win an award or, you know, be a part of the competition. I just started for that, but then I really enjoyed it. So I started, you know, continuing it and doing a lot more of that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's actually pretty, because uh, since you say that, I know, I mean, there are definitely people who, like, MUN is such an accessible thing, especially now, because I think in a previous episode, I spoke with Aman, and like, the whole idea of online MUNs is, it's prevalent everywhere, and most people want to do it with the wrong intention, a lot of people do things with the wrong intention, and that is, I want to, like, obviously, I'm not telling people, don't, don't do things that can help your college application, because it's competitive right the world's competitive a lot of people are applying uh but i think like you should really diversify yourself and like i know people who if they don't win an award they get frustrated and they don't like they, they'll just say oh i didn't win an award i'm gonna get a use the certificate i but then i ask what about the experience and then they say oh experience who cares about that i wanted the award and like it's those people like and if they attend another mun because i've seen this as, as an example they never learn from where they possibly could have gone wrong. And that's with any event. I know I've talked a lot about MU, especially in the last few episodes. But any project, right, you're bound to fail. Like, I'm bound to fail with this. Everybody's bound to fail with something, right? And, like, rather than saying, oh, I failed. I didn't. I can't put this now on something. I can't show people that I have this. Rather, just learn from it. And, like, next time it's bound to get better. You can't go from you know, hitting rock bottom and then go even deeper. You can only go back up now. Uh, but I want I wanted to get to the MUN part of yours. And um, so you've done obviously a lot of MUNs, uh, as you've said. And one thing uh, researching about you is that you are now chairing an MUN, uh, which is due to take place in November, uh, the AUD MUN, if I'm not mistaken. I'm chairing actually two of them. Uh, and oh, both lovely. of them are, uh, one has been Chester MUN, and one is the AUDMUN, and yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So continue what you were asking. Yeah. So, so, so you're chairing. So now, what's interesting, uh, or what I've been interested by is, you are chairing a conference where there is a council called. Uh, it, you're chairing the council of superhuman activity, which was quite bizarre to me. Uh, what what is that committee actually like? What what's the intention of that? I presume this is fiction, obviously, but like, what's the intention of that committee? Uh, okay, so yeah, I am. Um, it's called UNSC, uh, so it's uh, United Nations Superhuman Committee, and uh, it's in AUD. It's a fictional committee, obviously. It's based on Marvel. Uh, so what what is the purpose of this? Is you know, a lot of times kids are reluctant to learn or reluctant to learn about debating or you know putting forward their ideas. Now, kids would love, I mean, not kids, uh, people would love to talk about their superhero or, you know, that's something really interesting because everyone knows about Marvel and everyone likes talking about them. So, you know, this could get really interesting for them and they can just, uh, they can come there and talk about something that they already know. They do not, you know, require extensive research. Obviously, it's a fictional committee, but this is what gets them involved, uh, being a part of such kind of committee to, you know, put forward your opinion. And yeah, I think this is a starting point for a lot of people, uh, you know, so they can just start off at this place and they can end up expressing themselves ahead, expressing, expressing themselves a lot in the future. 
So this, this is just a start, starting point. Right. So it's like a beginner committee for most people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, what what are the, like the agendas? You, like, is it basically based on, um, like, take an example, like Captain Marvel has been lost or something or whatnot? Like, what 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 do you, what are your agendas surrounded by? So, uh, so making this, it's actually an MUN. So you're just supposed to discuss about countries in the world. So we took we took some yeah. quite uh, interesting agendas, and it's not like you know, like as I said before, it's for beginners, but. You know, you do have to look into some things, and so our agenda is intergalactic intergalactic relations. Assuming that there are aliens, how do we? How you know there should be some rules, there should be some things, some norms set out uh, between us and the intergalactic community. Uh, you know, you can't just have people flying in, flying out, and you know. So uh, basically, strengthening intergalactic relations, and uh, that's one of the agendas. Mm-hmm. And and so basically, is it? Do you do you get so? It's countries that come to this, right? Committee. It's not like superheroes that come to this. So we get to decide uh, who comes to this and who doesn't. So we, uh, I mean, we're. I think they asked us for a twenty-five, uh, twenty-five delegations, delegates matrix. So we gave them. Uh, we gave them around fifteen countries and maybe ten. Uh, I mean, those fifteen countries had like Asgard in them, and they had other kind of. Uh, you know these type of countries that are fictional as well and real countries like that we had wakanda and then we had united states we have united states and we do have uh, one or two superheroes as well we have like uh, iron man we have captain america uh yeah so because uh, we have these we didn't think of using these the, the fictional heroes but our second agenda is actually uh, it's uh, it's about the Sokovia Accords. Now I I'm not sure if you know about that. Uh, I I don't. Okay, so as uh, it's basically in uh, Captain America: Civil War, there was these accords that uh, Avengers were made to sign, so uh, you know to limit their power or something like that because there was a lot of damage and chaos. So basically about that, uh, about actually signing those accords. As you know, uh, I mean Iron Man was against uh, Iron Man was for the idea and Captain America was against. The idea so there was this huge fight between them and and so basically it's a it's a debate surrounded uh, around yeah that. so should we should they limit the powers should they be an independent organization or should it be only implemented when the un wants them to be all right nice yeah that sounds yeah it's pretty fun because i can imagine most people don't want to uh, dive deep into co- uh, countries affairs and debate on that so yeah it's good good big news uh uh, sort of committee for the windman uh what uh I, I'm, I'm unaware but which committee would you be chairing for that i am chairing for ga2 that's ecofin economics and uh, financial committee all right okay uh so, uh, so you you're pretty uh you're pretty like uh deep into the whole public speaking sphere because i believe you've been a president of your gavel club as well right, right. Uh, for the toastmaster and so i kind of want so i'm going to give you a hypothetical situation here okay because I, I i've had to tackle this a little bit as well if someone who's really interested okay in like doing any public speaking sort of thing is it'll be a debate muns toastmasters whatnot and they're just scared of speaking and you know there's the, the the whole stage fright is a big sort of uh, limitation that people have in their heads that uh, that's why they can't do something uh, or they can't do public speaking. And so what would you 
ideally tell these people you know like to get them inspired to like just you know get the ground running with public speaking which is like an important skill in in life i would say quite or ironically uh, you know now i'm a public speaker i do muns i do debates i do speeches and stuff i i've been part of toastmasters uh, i joined toastmasters in the uh, end of 8th grade uh and i was the same i was i really wanted to you know put forward my opinion put forward my ideas but i was really uh, stage i had a lot of stage fright stage fright and i was really scared you know to what what would what if i mess up what if i stutter because i used to have this habit of stuttering when i'm talking i i mean you might notice it now as well but uh what you know what really drove me forward my dad my parents told me that it's okay if you stop if you stop if you stutter you're here to improve and you know you shouldn't be scared to fail you're supposed to be uh, scared to not try so that's what i did i joined toastmasters i remember for the first two of my speeches i i failed in my first speech and i had to redo it so that that's what so i started i i i wasn't making any sense i i was really frightened i i started mumbling and i started doing all these weird kind of stuff and I, what i i just remember one thing that i was just you know i still wanted to be a i still wanted to be a good public speaker i used to see these ted talks and stuff like this and it really motivated me because i wanted to be better so i think uh, what advice i would give to people who uh, are afraid of public speaking is uh, don't be afraid to fail it's fine uh, you're here to learn okay you, nobody expects you to be perfect nobody expects you to you know do something that you've never really thought of and you know just be amazing at it you're here once you fail uh, you just remember when you fail you're not supposed to stop that's what i've noticed like they'll go a few uh, i have a i have a friend of mine uh, and he went for one or two classes of toastmasters and when he was supposed to speak uh, he stuttered and he didn't know what to speak and he was frightened and within one or two classes he just stopped and you know his parents uh, because they see me and they told me to you know they asked me the same question that you asked me and i told them the same thing that you know it's okay to fail nobody is going to judge you because that's the place where you're supposed to learn right yeah i think uh i have a few examples of the same kind of people who are uh, okay so I'll, i'll give an example so in my toastmasters club uh when when we were still uh in real life which was in like i think november or somewhere around that time and this one person he got called for table topics and for those who don't know it's like basically you are randomly selected from like uh the group of people and you're supposed to speak on a certain topic and so this person okay he he was he, he sat in the corner which only added to the whole like he is really scared to do this and so what happened was he his name was obviously called for table topics and the thing is he 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 would not get up he was glued and no matter how much encouragement we gave or no no matter like how much uh, sort of push that we wanted to give it, it it just never seemed to work and like that obviously there is no force nobody's forcing you to do something but then what happened was it's that initial point where yeah he was super scared he would not do anything he would not speak he would not give a speech and then his p1 came and he he braved it and bravo to him because once he braved it if you see the difference between where he was in november and now where he is online it's remarkable right and i think it's that you just just do it fail but it's fine like like i just said before it's you if you're at rock bottom you can't go any you know you can't go down any further and like the only way is up now
even if it's small steps like just do it like there's there's nothing and like yeah the a lovely line that you just said you should you should be scared not to start and yeah just 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 do it i think is what i would tell people and obviously that doesn't work 50% of the time but i think you you can see a remarkable change when people just try and then they suddenly realize oh hey i can actually be good at this uh right I, yeah so uh, you know a lot of people have asked me i mean i i'm a person who i i focus a lot on extracurriculars i i love doing them even though i mean even though i i'll try something new i'll be pretty bad at it even though i'll fail i'll just you know keep trying something new so a lot of people asked me you know what what should they do and uh what how 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 they can start their extracurriculars or what all muns they should do and so recently i ha- had this talk i mean our school has a health and mind club i, I think you know about it yeah so yes. uh we had this talk and i i was heading it and i it was called it was for extracurriculars and you know uh we, we were also talking about how in this pandemic they can you know what all they can do so i was talking to them and a lot of them you know they had the, the main thing was they weren't even speaking in the it was a webinar and i and i was really surprised because you know so if someone came and told me gave me advice on what i should do and i would i would love to have that kind of person tell me because uh, i had really less exposure when i was small and i started my extracurriculars pretty late in like 10th grade and yeah so i was talking to them on what all they could do and a lot of them was just scared to try out new things uh, i'm going to talk about me for example even i was i, I was scared to do things but i always went and i i always gave it a try so i don't i don't think you, uh so this is a personal thing i've actually trained in uh three to four sports professionally i've trained in football basketball uh cricket and swimming uh so the thing was i always wanted to try new sports i i, I wasn't really good at them but i just wanted to learn i just wanted to try and i was i mean I, in the in, in beginning at the beginning i was really bad at every sport and you know by the time i uh, so i always switch sports because i found some other sport interesting so by the time i left it i at least reached a moderate standard level of uh, because i learned because i actually gave in my time and my passion uh, i actually made it my passion to learn that sport or to be good at it so i think uh, passion plays a really important role when you're talking about extracurriculars or any other thing that you want to do right but do you think that once you try a lot of things then only you know what you're passionate about because i don't think like i don't i maybe i'm not uh, uh taking this incorrectly but like i think you can you should do a lot of things first and then you can like sort of cross off what you don't like and what you do really like which could be anything really that i think that's yeah obviously yeah yeah that's actually true that's actually true so uh, i mean i told you right i started my extracurricular journey pretty late in 10th that's i think that's pretty late I used to do a few sports before but as a extracurriculars as a major I started pretty late and yeah so if you the thing is if you start maybe by 8th grade 9th grade you can try everything you want you can try you can try mixed martial arts you can try kickboxing you can try public speaking you can try tons of stuff and then you know you can cross out the things that you don't like and then just focus because uh from 10th onwards 10th 11th 12th you have very less time yeah. uh you know you have to study a lot you have to focus on your grades so that time turning down to just a few extracurriculars is the right thing to do so initially you know you can try everything you can try chess you can try anything that you know you just think about it and just try it 
and yeah then you can just tone it down to whatever you want to do right. uh, so to bring up to your point now if people have been listening and if they've uh, gone this far they're probably wondering where my brother is who usually co-hosts this and uh, the thing is uh, though we couldn't make today because he's a little busy thing i've noticed with him is he and maybe a lot of his friends i i'm not i'm not very familiar with the ninth grade sort of sphere of people but i think there is this uh, maybe this is an indian society kind of thing but a lot of there's surprisingly a lot of pressure on eighth and ninth graders to study and i just wondered and i think that pressure was there on me too cuz you said you started your extracurricular journey quite late in 10th in 10th i never i don't think i ever did anything and it was only in 11th where i like kicked it off but like the thing is when you and I, if any 8th grader so happens to be listening to this which is i, I think is is uh, nearly impossible but if you do listen to this and you can really take this in and if this is something i would tell my 8th 7th 8th self right just just get involved in a lot of stuff right cuz like you said like we're we're in 12th we don't have all the time in the world we have a lot of pressure and even in that pressure we still get time to do things that we really enjoy in terms of extracurriculars it's very limited right i can only do so many things you can only do so many things but when you're in eighth you have all the time in the world and like in that moment when you realize like what your passion is or like what you're really interested in and like that's the thing like some parents say you shouldn't force your uh, sons and stuff to like cuz like especially south kids they're not i would say like uh, the younger generation keeps getting their motivation keeps lowering and like the the addiction to the phone starts kicking off at that time but like if you if you're like involved in karate music what not there is this one particular thing you're going to find love for and then 11th 12th 10th whatever it might be then you can really start to develop like a brand or some sort of uh, you know some some really tangible thing off of your your skill or something that you're really passionate about So yeah cuz like I started in 11th right and 11th uh, arguably isn't the most stressful period of time and though like you can still manage to get good grades and still do a lot of things and I think that's the only year I truly utilized but if I could go back in time this is what I would tell like my 8th 7th grade self and so yeah So actually I uh, you said the thing about their parents pressurizing the the parents pressurizing the kids like 7th and 8th grade to study so much uh my parents for example they always told me something that you know i think that it's a, it was really good advice and they told me to put in my 100% in academics and always you know they always motivate they in fact started off my extracurriculars they you know they used to take me for sports classes they used to take me for public speaking classes and all the time because they knew that overall holistic development is you know that it, it's something that's really important So I think uh, you know if any parents or any of the parents are listening to this I I'm pr- probably not but you know academics is a uh, one thing but you know never uh, I think uh, there there should be some kind of motivation towards the kids that you know they should try new things or they should try just just try different things because they'll find that one thing that they'll they'll be really passionate about yeah like uh what what absolutely baffles me is like uh so if like there is obviously this the j and need examinations that is so popular right now in news as well since it's actually happening right now uh but the thing is i've noticed that like uh these coaching classes that like you're you're trying to like trying to create a separate path to for people to study but they keep these um i don't know what it's called foundation batches or something to prepare them for like these uh examinations they have to give four years um, in time 
and that makes me like really cringe because look when you're in ninth and tenth i don't thought like and that's what frustrates me and i'm going to ask you about this a little later but once like i know parents who've like put their ninth grade uh, son or daughter into like these co- coaching classes and basically they are forced not forced but they are taught to really you know put in a hundred percent effort because there's always the saying or something right like ninth is when the study starts now is when you focus but really like how uh, if i think you would form like a better human being at the end of it if you allowed the person to okay if if you really want them to study for an entrance fine like you've said put your 100% into academics but don't make that the only thing for them because once that happens i i can imagine by the time they reach 11th and 12th they're going to be f- absolutely frustrated starting for this examination and um so yeah i think uh So, moving on to a little uh, uh, a kind of different activity that you've also pursued uh, FLL which my brother is also trying to pursue uh, the first Lego league I believe uh, doing my uh, minute amount of research on this uh, how did that sort of kick off the introduction into FLL so uh, I mean FLL is basically robotics and that's actually a really funny story uh so i i have always i've always been inclined been inclined towards technology i'm not sure why i mean uh, i was i always got technology like first hand i i got my phone when i was pretty young i got a laptop when i was in third grade and yeah i've always had technology on my fingertips uh and i've always you know wanted to learn more and that's how my robotics thing started i started you know looking at just robots and being so uh it looks so futuristic and looks so cool honestly it just look cool and that's why i uh, i actually started you know looking forward to robotics and electronics or something like that i used i remember i used to have a few uh, you know remote control cars or helicopters and what i did was i took them all apart and i made this drone and you know because i i mean i i just wanted to make it i obviously i could go out and buy it but i felt like you know doing something cool with it just you know i and I've, i had all the time in the world honestly i just had to buy maybe a few parts here and there and i made a i made a drone i made a aeroplane you know just by just i was just so engaged in it so i think that's where my robotics thing started and uh, so our school started this stem uh, this stem classes uh, they had these labs changed all to stem in i think 7th grade and they introduced this robotics club and you know they had very few seats and they charged extra for it so i i wanted to register for it and i told my parents and they were you know they were really happy that i wanted to do this and they they said yeah but they had very limited seats and you know everyone was it was a new thing so everyone was just wanting to opt for that club and i was online so you know they gave us a time and i couldn't get in so they had like i think 10 to 20 seats and i couldn't get in because only a certain i mean i was late to register for it and i was really upset you know because uh three months i i couldn't do anything about it and i was i was i couldn't get that club so what i did was um, i i usually go to india for maybe 15 to 20 days every year in the summer and uh, there was this i told my grand my grandparents heard about this and they actually found a class of robotics in india you know because i really wanted to learn and in fact that summer i stayed in india for two months just learning about robotics uh yeah so i spent two months in summer uh, going every day for classes 
and i i used to learn about robotics and you know i then that's the year fll also started and only that time only club participants i think were allowed to participate and i couldn't go and you know the, i asked the teacher the stem teacher and they saw me that i was i was kind of upset that i couldn't go and you know the next year they opened it for everyone and that's when i started going for fll it's been 4 years so that i've been to four fls and yeah i i didn't win any award in the first try uh, on on the first year uh, but you know it was all a new thing for me because building robots as in a class you know in a class they have this set course and they teach you this thing they teach you that thing they teach you a little of programming uh, but you know in uh, in the competitions you're supposed to make everything from scratch and you're supposed to make it on your own using your own imagination so that was a new thing for me and i i you know first year was not uh, it was a good try but it wasn't you know what i want uh, i didn't win anything and uh, it wasn't really uh, it was just an experience and from second year you know we start picking up pace you know what to do and yeah i think uh, that's when that's what kicked off in robotics for me nice lovely so e- even when you were kind of disheartened you still found the way into robotics in india which is yeah, that's 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 quite lovely to hear uh, so what i wanted to kind of know is uh, like what uh, like how, what are these projects that you create for fll like what uh, so your recent one that i know of per, uh, apologies if i'm pronouncing this incorrectly but metal jagger uh which i i hope that's the correct pronunciation of it but how how did you what was the idea behind that project which and like what did that accumulate to okay so uh, fll and there there are two things actually there is fll there is ftc uh, first lego league and first tech challenge first tech challenge is basically not lego and uh, it's for seniors it's for i i, I could have uh, in 11th grade i have participated for both uh basically ftc is for 11th and 12th graders and higher college students oh all right and so, so was this okay so this was the ftc yeah this was the ftc uh, the metal okay, jaeger right. thing uh, it's a german name for a mechanic metal mechanic or some i'm not, I, i don't remember exactly so yeah in fll what you're supposed to there's uh, there's a mat kind of thing and there are a few mission models in that so basically your robot has to just go around. you have only two and a half minutes to complete as many missions as you can for as many points you know you can and your robot is supposed to go over there and you know complete as many missions and you're not you're not allowed to touch the robot while it's so there's only in a small corner of patch you're allowed to touch the robot so it's supposed to go and do everything within two and a half minutes that's all ftc is about the missions keep changing every year according to the season uh now f fl uh f sorry that's fll ftc is about uh you actually make a robot from scratch you can use all the kind all any kind of part that you uh, that you want you know so uh, one of the parts that we used was from a t- table drawer uh so you know the railings on the the bearings on the sides right. we used that and you know that's the essence of actual robotics you use actual metal and you know you find uh you use actual hardware parts because using lego and using actual hardware is quite different so that was F- what ftc was about and it's similar you have to control missions but in that you have to actually you're you have to program from scratch now fll programming is block based or you know it's just drag and drop and it's it is not easy but it's quite uh, it's easier than actually coding now in ftc you had you, you 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 can use drag and drop but it's much tougher and uh, we just uh, and usually you can code you can code as well so it's it's much tougher than 
what we did in FLL and it was completely new and yeah we did win an award as well for that uh, so we, we, we were supposed to uh, make our robot do make a building basically and we are allowed to control it using a joystick right okay and are these these competitions are they domestic or are they international like are you um, competing with people from all around the world or so uh, my my team never qualified for internationals but it's uh, so for FLL there's a there's a uh, emirate level so that's uh, we're in charger so we had to compete with charger people and then there is a national level so if you qualify then you go to the national level and for FTC because they're not a, the kits are pretty expensive and it, there's not a lot of teams it's directly to the national level uh, and if you only the first team qualifies in uh, so then you go to the international level lovely wow okay it's, i i so uh, i wanted i wanted to m- move into one of our m- one of my final topics uh, and that's kind of moving back into the 12th pressure that we have and i wanted to get your take on this now we have inevitably sat at home for this entire year almost this entire year and what i i was speaking to people and speaking to someone somebody yesterday what's occurred to me is we're all kind of struggling a little bit to find what where what we want to do in life and for some people it's easy like they they've had the same idea for several years but like i think especially for those who kind of procrastinated a little bit i think i might be in that boat but procrastinated it till like the till 12th to find what we really love and then of course the whole coronavirus situation hit us uh what, how have you tackled the waters in terms of finding um or like really you know finding what you want to do in life as a career how, was it was it something that you formulated before 12th or like is it something that you your mind's changed on about while you know going through this period of time so i th- i remember i was in fourth, third or fourth grade and um, you know i told my parents i just love computers and i was pretty sure i wanted to do some i i was from the beginning i was sure that i wanted to do to do computer science or computer engineering or something you know and uh, i wanted to do robotics so when i got introduced to robotics i was sure I, that i had made up my mind like at least 3 to 4 years ago that i wanted to do robotics and uh, it's not it's not very common and uh, i was pretty lucky actually to know what i wanted to do so i i i was i had a head start of years uh, before anyone else could so i i always wanted to know, i i mean obviously i did evolve from doing uh, i did evolve my thinking i did consider other things as well when when i was in 11th or even in 12th i did consider of you know doing something else but you know i was always kind of sure that i wanted to do robotics and yeah i that's uh, for me it was quite uh, I, i don't know how but i was just sure that i this is what i wanted to do right so, but would would you say would you have any advice to people even though it's like we're quite late into like the whole college application season but to those who are still trying to find what they want to do in life would you possibly have any advice for them um uh, yeah yeah so a lot of people ask me about this you know how, because when i talked i mean now this is the only conversation that i have with a lot of people uh, you know talking about college talking about what major they're going to take mm-hmm. what which country they're going to go to so you know people ask me often that you know what do you what do i think uh, you know because they weren't sure of what they wanted to take so you know a general advice would be look 
at everything that you have done in the past what you know what actually drives you so for me robotics was the thing because i used to stay up till 2 3 compromise like i used to sleep for maybe one or two hours just to do robotics and yeah that was something that you know you, you just need to find your passion towards a subject don't worry if you you know if you can't if you're not if you choose the wrong career path because a lot of people end up like for example uh my mother uh, she took science stream in her school level and then she ended up becoming a ca so you know changing careers is very common and especially in you know this kind of uh, advanced world we live in a lot of people just uh, you know take engineering they become of uh, they work in a bank or something so it's very common to change careers but you know find something that uh, makes you passionate that that you are passionate about i think that's what career that what kind of career you uh, you're choosing depends on that what keeps you up at 3 am that's what you should choose as a career option what keeps you up at 3 am that's pretty good um okay uh, actually there is something i definitely missed and This was our very this this kind of thing that I want to talk about is our very first interaction, and I think this will be the last thing we bring up on this. Also, sorry if you hear the crazy neighbors outside. Uh, uh, Dubai tends to be a crazy place. I wanted to get your idea uh, or your uh, your kind of uh, your overview on the U.S. trip that we've had uh, and uh, the NASA trip, and like, w- what is your general memory on that uh, trip? Oh yeah so uh this was in 10th grade and it was the summer of 10th grade uh so we uh for those of you, I mean most of you don't know about this so we went to the NASA we went to the United States and we went to three places Washington New York and uh, we went to Orlando Florida so um I think it was really interesting it was it was an amazing trip it was the second time I had been I mean uh I had taken a trip before uh, with my friends but this was this was a completely different experience because the prior trip trip I had taken was in was pretty old it was in 6th grade and it was in India this was going to a foreign country without my parents and you know it wasn't just any country it was USA so it took uh, I had to, I mean my friends uh, you know they registered for the trip first and I it took a, it took a little convincing uh to convince my parents and yeah so when i went for this trip i you know i had i mean sure we were going for we we were going to learn about space and aer- uh, you know aerospace technology astronauts and stuff like that but what was really interesting is three uh, four three of three of my best friends were in the trip with me so it was a completely it was basically experiencing college life uh before it actually even happening I think uh, it was a, it was an amazing trip. We I learned a lot. I learned to be independent firstly. I learned and um, yeah, I learned a lot about aerospace and technology. I learned about NASA's uh, you know, launches, pads, rockets, a lot of that. Uh, you know, that's just theoretical knowledge. I think the main exposure that you gain is being independent and living on your own, living with your friends. I think it's the first It's the first time I had actually been completely independent. I think that's the greatest takeaway I got from the trip. Yeah, I think I uh, though I I I too haven't had many trips like to a lot of foreign countries. It's usually been like India or somewhere nearby in like the GCC, but I think the one thing that I really what the thing was right like when when the whole idea of this trip was nasa right it was to talk like to learn a lot about space 
I particularly wasn't interested in that. I was interested in seeing America, right? Because that's like every, like everybody's dream is to like just just at one point. And we're we're like super lucky. And I I know I was super lucky in the moment to have like parents who were willing to send me because it's, it's obviously not the cheapest thing to do. And I think the thing is right, like the whole trip it's the the whole like i think initially the first three days when we were in the bus and oh yeah basically uh, to those who obviously haven't uh experienced this the the we we basically i think we spent like 60 percent of the trip on a bus but and like the thing was right in the in the initial part i uh i i thought i would absolutely hate this i thought i was it was going to be the the most painful experience in my life because uh like we were we were i think we were the seniors because like i think the trip only went till uh, the 10th grade and like we all were singing and we were dancing and we were playing music as loud as possible and initially i hated that i just i just wanted to because like i just wanted to sleep because like the jet lag really hit me and the thing is right eventually right like initially i started hating the catchphrases we developed and like but then as time passed it became the funniest thing in the world to us I think those are like those are like the things that you really cherish out of a trip like this, and I uh, and 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 I think one thing is um, that I find I found particularly I think the the best moment of the trip was like the fact that you actually learn to survive on your own. Yeah, you cannot you cannot go up to your parents and ask, oh hey, how do I do this? Or you know, like I be- I, I, I before we were leaving, right? I don't think I knew how to pack. Right, and I had to like kind of learn it, even though it was like probably a very poor job that I did. I didn't know how to pack, and then like it just made me realize, how do I not know how to pack? And then I tried, and obviously I just made a mess out of it. But it's those things, right? Like you never know what you don't know once you leave your parents. And I think that's the thing, right? Like going abroad and stuff. We're gonna like if if we're lucky enough to do that, and like things do get better, and to all those who do plan to go there. And I think if once going abroad or anywhere, just even like leaving your parents' house, it's just such a rewarding thing because you learn so much more. And once you're staying inside our house or once we all stay inside our house, like we have been, we tend to not learn a lot and we tend to like be spoon fed. Once you go to university or college, there is no more spoon feeding. There is no spoon. And uh, I think, yeah, I think the US trip was like easily the most memorable time of my life. And yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, we did learn a lot from that, you know, I mean, there was all the fun times and then there was, you know, the not so fun times. I remember a bunch, uh, I think two, three people lost their phones yes, in the uh, mall and these these kind of experiences is what you learn from. I, and yeah, uh, also other other things other than that, you know, you have to take care of your own food. I mean, they give you food, obviously, but, you know, you have to eat regularly and you have to uh is you know you you completely experience something completely different for example even like little things like a toilet now using the toilet in uae is quite different to how you use yeah. it in america yeah we don't have we don't have the we, we you just get toilet paper basically in america yeah so that was a funny story and and, and like okay but so one thing okay so what was what was the most memorable event like we did a lot of things in those 10 days but to you what was like the thing that you enjoyed the most uh, so i mean sure there was a lot of sightseeing and all uh, out of sightseeing i really enjoyed niagara falls but um, a really memorable event was i mean we weren't allowed to go to each other's room in the night right uh, uh-huh. but we did it anyway 
and uh, i was like i think we came back we used to we used to come back home pretty late by like 10 11 and then we used to change and the teachers used to go to bed so uh, we used to meet up almost every night and we used to stay up till like 2 3 you know just just dancing just partying did, did you and, guys like really disturb the neighbors or something there was like a complaint against you guys yeah so that that's a funny story we actually disturbed the people who were in the next room and our sir i'm not going to name him but the sir uh, he came he comes up to our room and we all hid like three people went inside the bathroom three uh, two three people hid hid under the bed and we all just hid and the sir just comes into our room and he's wearing his lungi uh, and it was hilarious and <laughs> and everyone just started laughing and we all just came out and i think that was a really hilarious moment of the trip yeah i think i think the thing is i don't think i i slept like most of the trip because one i had jet lag and two we just kept coming i think uh, once we went to florida our our airline got like our airplane was delayed several times like it was is at the point where i i didn't even think we were going to leave right and then once we did and like i slept in the plane what not once we reached it was like what was it 2 a.m. or something around that time and my funny story is oh yeah 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 my my funny story is i needed to take a massive massive i'm not going to say it uh, a, a dumb basically right and the thing is the the like we were at the airport and like i i was i i think i was in i was sweating it was it was it was the it was stressful right and like i could have sure i could have gone and like gone into one of the toilets in the airplane and used it if it was so urgent right and this may maybe not be the most appropriate thing to talk about but whatever but like the, the it's the, the weird thing is right i don't think it's the safest idea in america to go into a toilet in an airplane when it's 2 a.m. i don't uh, to anybody i wouldn't suggest that because there is there's definitely not the uh, i'm going to avoid the details but it was it was just not uh, yeah just don't do that but uh, another i think the best experience was uh, even though we went to like universal and like well, all these like adventure trips and whatnot i think the best like experience was niagara like it felt like you were literally in an air conditioner for 5 minutes and like probably the, the the best kind of moment i had there i think uh, yeah we were completely drenched after that and, and i think uh, yeah i think we both know critic and critic obviously tends to be the most hilarious and the thing is uh, he he we come off the the boat or whatever it was and then the security guard is there and critic just critic just says oh my makeup and the guy just laughs off hysterically and uh like yeah and like yeah it's like these things are like this is this is what makes me miss like traveling or even just like coming to school like it's like you don't experience i think yeah these are the little things that we're always going to miss and the moments passed all we have is memories of such amazing times right yeah i think this is a good place to kind of uh, conclude yeah yash do you have any like final thoughts or things you would like to tell our lovely listeners who made it to the end Yeah I think most of the listeners are pretty young and you know they're 16 17 so yeah don't worry about anything just enjoy life just have a clear focus of what you want to do and yeah just enjoy because you're not going to get this time back lovely great uh so thank you thank you for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, for everyone who's uh, listened in thank you for listening and until next uh, next time because we have no weekly schedule uh, so until next time Thank you.